This is Corolla Digital. Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, our world-famous once-a-year Thanksgiving special. And I hope you have a great one. Never mind the Norman Rockwell painting. You have your painting, and I'll have mine, and I'll tell you about it next week. Visit our website, LarryMillerPodcast.com. We'll see you here. Today's CarCast is sponsored by Encore Insurance Services, LLC. For free life insurance quote today, give them a call, 866-347-5748, or you can visit their website at smartterm.com. Again, give Encore a call, see if they can help you save. Let them do the work for you. 866-347-5748. Licensing and disclaimer information can be found at smartterm.com. Now, it's time for this week's CarCast with your host, Adam Carolla, and moderator, Matt D'Andrea. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate. Get it on. Welcome to another CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator. D'Andrea. How are you? Heather Hewins. Hello. Is here. Heather is uh, also known as the Grease Bunny. Uh, my buddy, Kelly Carter, was saying, uh, oh, man, do you know uh, Heather Hewins? And I said, N- the Grease Bunny? <laughs> and he said, uh, yeah, she's in town for the LA Auto Show. You want me to get her on the show? And I said, uh, yeah. And then uh, he said, oh, she's hot. And then I said, yeah. And then he, I said, but does she really know about cars? Right. And then I realized, I'm asking a guy who's a personal trainer from Hollywood whether this chick knows anything about cars, yeah. and I realize every guy we know knows less about yeah. cars than any chick. And he's half kind the of chicks a, we know. He's kind of a holistic guy, so he's kind of like so just wearing wear, wearing like a robe all the time. Right. So he doesn't know anything. No, no. He, so he how barely does he know? know it's like asking me, does someone know about computers? I'd go, the fuck do I know? Right. I don't know. I know a guy, but. But today we're going to find out. Easy on the eyes, but the question is the ears. Uh, Heather, how'd you get your start? Uh, well, yeah, I started taking Auto Lab in high school after my high school boyfriend kind of got me interested in the lowrider community. So that's really where, oh, where things have been took off. Proud, yeah. Just, yeah, I bet he was a gem. Your dad, hold on. <laughs> Your boyfriend got you interested in the lowrider community? Yes. yes. I did not grow up in a family with anybody who was kind of car savvy. Everyone, because I'm from the Detroit area, worked in the automotive industry. But... Uh-huh. There is a lowrider community in the Detroit area. Oh, yes. Huh? Very much so. Did not know that. Now, over here, I would say the lowrider community would be 97% Hispanic and then Two white guys with bandanas who are trying to pass themselves <laughs> off as Mexicans. But in Detroit, is it still all Hispanic or is there Caucasian? No, there's, I mean, there is a huge, there's Mexican town just outside of downtown Detroit. I mean, there is a huge Hispanic community there, but it's probably an equal mix of white guys and Hispanic guys and gals. There's a part of me that I go, I love, I love the paintwork that's done there's, on there's those, a lot of, those cars. There's, there's a, a lot of flake. There's a, there's a lot of flake. flake. There's a lot, a lot of, of layers. A lot of, a lot of Incan and Mayan yeah. goddesses being being offered up yeah. to volcanoes and things like lots that. Of the women, Virgin Guadalupe's. And, lots yes. of women under the hood and on the trunk lid. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Dingleberries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, then uh, Mr. Cartoon he came in. He had he had a couple low riders with some crazy paint. Yeah, I I am. Uh, it, it it makes me think of that uh, George Clooney movie where he fought the vampires. That's uh, basically. With the, uh, <laughs> From dusk till dawn. Yeah, where the bar he ended up at. Yeah, yeah, the titty that, twister. That's basically what's on. <laughs> it's called the titty twister. You know, you know, I know you got it on Blu-ray. No, no, so. I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, evidently. <laughs> so Chris, is, Chris start, is not with me. You he start off it. in that community. Yes. And so, what do you start off? Doing? I started Hydraulics? doing events. Well, I started doing events with Dayton Wire Wheels, like the hundred spoke, oh. thirteen inch knockoff rims. You took your boyfriend's dream, dream job, yeah. basically. <laughs> yes. He's like, how did you get a job there? And I didn't. Yeah, Dayton does the knockoff wires. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they do it for inch. just about every. They they've branched out. I think they they will cover like the Barani stuff for the Ferrari guys and the and the Lamborghini guys, the old guys. That's I don't good. know. We should hop on Dayton's site, but 
I think Dayton will make you what you want if and you want to pay yeah. him to do it. But I also think they're probably doing some repop Barani style for like uh, you know, so they're doing some restoration stuff, the Jag the stuff, car. Ferrari yeah. stuff. But see what they got in the Ferrari. See if they got in the Ferrari <laughs> Lambo Ferrari on the department. Dayton. See if they're doing that yet. The key is some old Jags, maybe. Yeah. The uh, nothing handles better than that 13 inch wire rim on the. Gotta hydraulics. get your shoelaces out so you can keep yeah. clean. So, oh yeah, <laughs> is that, is that how you must do it? be how you clean them. It yeah. is one by one. Are they hundred spokes? That was the yeah. If you could get the hundred spoke, the 13 inch was big back then. But nowadays, you see like the old Monte Carlos with like a 22 inch wire wheel. That's kind right. of how so, it's evolved. And, and is it just me or does Dayton only make like a 13, 14, and a 22? Yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing in, between. in between. Right. I I remember <laughs> back in the day. The donk. <laughs> sort of talking to those guys about if they were going to do like a 15 for, again, like the Ferrari, Lambo, whatever guys, even the uh, Maserati guy. I mean, they all just ran, they, they all just ran sort of the same rims uh, back in the day. And I, I can't remember if they said they were going to make them or they could make them or whatever it is. But let's, let's uh, digress. So there you are. You're, you're in Detroit. So you're already in the sort of car capital of the world pretty much. And crappy car capital of the world, but still car <laughs> capital of the world. And you're, you're, you get interested. So now you're hanging out with the Cholos. Yes. And you're learning all about the cars. And how does this then extend into you and your career now? Well, in high school, they offered auto lab programs in the Detroit area. And so I ended up being the only girl in my auto lab class at that point in time. And then a few years later, I was working a retail job and going to college and um, knew a girl who did auto shows and she kept saying, you should get into this. And I asked her how and she gave me the information and I called the number and they said, send us your comp card. And I was like, I don't have a comp card. I like makeup and I know cars. And they were like, well, just send a photo. So I sent a snapshot and then they called me in and I started working with the Chrysler Group in 2004, which was all brands that they had at the time back when they were still Daimler owned. Right. uh, And doing auto shows for them. And... You'd get a car or two. I mean, we've been to a million of these shows. There's a fair bit of information to download. How many times, by the way, have you gotten a job by just sending in your photo? <laughs> I had to come in for an interview. <laughs> so I got in a K-Rock, man. Radio's that way. Just send my photo. Yeah. If you're hired. Uh, it would be nice to do that just for a change, yeah. Um, or got a date. Yeah. Just based on that. Yeah. Um, That's the internet now, right? The, the <laughs> So so you, you get a car, and you got to remember the new Chrysler 300, and the, you got to remember all the specs on the car. Obviously, they have stuff they want you to focus on. Sure. And maybe a little bit of the competition, whereas you go, the Ford Taurus is putting yeah. out a paltry 281 horsepower with, uh, seven, with uh, you know, 252 foot-pounds of torque, whereas the Chrysler 300... A lot of that. Well, it was a little bit different back then. My position was there's, believe it or not, there's a, there's a few positions there, but I wasn't a presenter. I was a product specialist, and so mm-hmm. we worked with Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Well, before it was just mm-hmm. Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep. But um, no, we worked. I worked with the entire lineups of all of those vehicles. So we had, we really did have to go through a full training of all the different Jeep four wheel drive systems, and that was the launch of the Chrysler 300, which was the Motor Trend Car of the Year, and that whole new platform at the time was a big deal. But I mean, I'm sure some of the people I work with worked with retained less of the information than yeah. others. Because <laughs> they don't know what the, what the numbers mean, right? When you say right. this much torque or, you know, so-and-so traction control or, you know, what, well, what does that necessarily uh, you mean? Know, you can, or are you, you just memorizing a they'll script? They'll say like feet, LBs of torque, right. you know, and you go, oh, okay. Right. But you can – I've seen <laughs> the hot chicks weekend sportscaster – mispronounce Shaquille O'Neal's name like because they go let's put the chick who looks really good in the tight dress we'll put her in on the weekends all she'll have to do is read the teleprompter but what you don't understand is like Shaquille O'Neal there's a couple of ways to pronounce Shaquille if you don't know who the guy (laughs) is and there's a couple of ways when you see 631 foot pounds of torque to say it it doesn't just come rolling off the tongue even though you may be reading it off a card and the people who know the business can kind of tell very quickly yeah they can discern whether or not you know yeah. what you're talking about everybody knows shaquille by the way i love his icy hot commercials <laughs> that this is that's how he's famous I like the I'm buick sure. commercials come on oh yeah oh, they shove him in like, the car <laughs> <laughs> he's like his head's kind of 
kind of lopsided over because he can't fit in the thing. <laughs> so uh, you got you got going that way, and then you quickly realize, well, not only am I easy on the eyes, but I enjoy this subject. Yes. I am a car person, and, which separates you from the a lot of the other pretty faces, which are just kind of there to get a paycheck. I mean, it certainly is a stepping stone for a lot of people who are looking for to ultimately end up in the modeling or acting world. It, it wasn't something I was ever pursuing at the time. So it is a little surreal sometimes when you're surrounded by people who are, uh, you know, former pageant title holders or on soap at one operas baby. or reality shows. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not done up, but if I was done up, you'd, right. you'd know it. Right. I just, you know, it's it's a podcast. I don't look that much different <laughs> from you when I wake up in the morning before all the time I'm wow. getting ready either. So. I mean, never to sleep over at your it's house. It's quite the wow. metamorphosis. <laughs> Um, and, and so I, as I, far as your cars go, I want to know a little about your collection or what you like, or I think you could probably tell, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on the spot here too, Matt. Okay. If somebody said, look, give me three or five cars that you just think are outstanding. I, you don't have to pick a time or an era or anything. Just any year, just any make, any race, model. Just what could be something that came out last week. Could be something that came out in the thirties. Could be something that was just a race car. Okay. What what, uh, what would you say? And I'm doing this to give you a little time to think of an answer. Okay. So you know, my first car is probably be a Tucker. I don't know why. I just like the car. I okay. saw the movie when I was a kid. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a buddy of mine owns one, and so I've been in it and. It's mm-hmm. it's cool. So I think the Tucker would be on my top three mm-hmm. of right. you know maybe somebody to own, maybe somebody to drive, but just a cool car. I think mm-hmm. right. Plus, right. it has a feature film with Jeff Bridges. Sure. How many cars have that? Not many. Okay, just a handful. Mm-hmm. Tucker, um, a Tucker. Um, hmm. What would be the others? Jesus Christ! You out of gas already? <laughs> the hell's wrong? With um, yeah, I'm I'm with you on the uh, on on the Italian side of stuff. I think I think the Mira. Is probably one of the best looking I think cars. The Lamborghini Mira SV, and I, 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 it, I, I say it's SV. such a piece of art. Like it's, yeah, it's one of the few things that doesn't need to be touched inside or outside in terms of its art it, form. It's like it's one of those cars that you put it in an automotive museum and it looks great, but then you can put it in an art museum and you can equally appreciate it. And just like it's awesome that way. So that mm-hmm. would probably be in my top three as well. Um, and then uh, you know I'm 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 a big muscle car guy. I'm not sure which muscle car is my ultimate favorite, but I think um, if I was picking up something kind of fun, I'd probably uh, pick up like like a real like Boss Nine, like a, mm. a Boss like a four twenty nine Boss, a big block Boss. Yeah, Man, yeah, those things are going up. They're just yeah. They're I mean I know they're moving in value, but it's just. It's just mean looking, big. I mean, yeah. I know the sixty five, sixty six lighter, and they're faster. And yeah. they, you I know, like that, the three hundred two. You know, I just kind of like the boss. I just All thought right, it was the, the big husky. Heather. All right, it's on me. Well, I'm from Detroit, so I'm a muscle car girl at heart. But mm-hmm. we talked about the whole lowrider thing. Impala, squatted, Fiat five hundred. Well, I have this like fantasy. I, I like the urban assault vehicles, so I have this fantasy about wearing you know a fabulous Chanel suit, but getting out of like a '79 Monte Carlo with the windows tinted black on a 12-switch hydraulic system. It's like training and day. And just pulling up. That's the training day car. I mean, I would do anything. That car yeah. is incredible. Or like a 69 Lincoln Continental suicide doors raked out. But I would love it to just be blacked out, kind of pimped looking, and then just get out being extra fabulous. And just, I love the juxtaposition of that. I like the Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. I like, was that a 69? I, the 69s had the suicide doors. I think yeah. that was oh, the, okay. yeah. yeah. I think I think the convertible's overrated. I kind of like the coupe with the suicide doors. That Kind of badass. It's yeah. got it's got kind of mobster esque kind of look yes. to it, feel to it. You know, yeah, it's got a little uh, green hornet to it. It and does. I just it, feel like you see that thing going down the street, and you think, uh, you know, Corleone's going to. You don't gonna realize get how big whacked. those cars are and <laughs> yeah. were too. All right. Any? Uh, did we miss one? Not, well, yeah. There's a couple. I recently got to drive behind the wheel of the Aston Martin V12 Vantage, and that was a mean machine. So mm-hmm. I would definitely the V12 Vantage. Switch that to Vanquish. The Vanquish is amazing, and they just launched that new yeah. Volante version, which is cool too. That's yeah. right. We drove the Vanquish and the Vantage, the V12 Vantage. Oh, the Vantage and Vanquish. Yeah, the the yeah. Vantage is. I, I v- like it. 
Well, what's not to like? <laughs> it's, but... just, it's just like just the sound. Like you could just go slow in that car yeah. at 6,000 RPM and in first gear. And that's all you really need. It sounds so awesome, that car. Yeah, I uh, I can't remember. But when I was doing a pilot for Top Gear, I think we went to like whatever Air Force Base, El Toro, whatever, where they filmed, you know, just sort mm-hmm. of, you know, decommissioned Air Force Base where they just let you do whatever you want. And they had the Audi R8. And then the either V12 Vantage or maybe it was a V8 Vantage, probably V8 Vantage. But anyway, the R8 kicked the crap out of yeah. it in everything. So it uh, left a weird taste in my mouth. <laughs> but that is a car if in you want something that looks pretty cool and you don't, you know, you're not, you know, independently wealthy, but you got some money to throw at a car. You could probably pick up some of those V8 Vantages that was about three, four years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those cars are round, and for the price of a, a loaded 3 Series. Now, when you have to change a head gasket, you're going to be sorry. Right. But for the price of a loaded 3 Series, you could be yeah. driving around in an Aston Martin uh, turning some heads. So I, I like the V8 Aston Martin, but it it didn't blow me away because... Aston Martin kind of it was just a scheduling thing. They sent us the V12 Vantage first, and then a month later the V8. And you're like, ah, the V8. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta leave yeah. with the V8 and then roll. The 12 was awesome. It had a six speed manual. The orange one. We drove it to the Peterson Museum for your oh, thing. Remember that? That's right. I was drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I were drunk on the way home. On the way home. On the way home. To be fair. That's right. To be fair. I was just buzzed on the way there. No. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It was it was nice to drive. <laughs> nice drive. Shift. So we have uh, the Impala. Yes. We have the Lincoln with the suicide doors. It was Monte Carlo. Oh, Monte Carlo. The Monte Carlo. Oh, sorry. Then Carlo, Monte the Carlo, Lincoln. Lincoln, suicide doors. And then we have the V12 Vantage. And then the new Corvette. I'm a little partial, but the C7 oh, the Corvette is amazing. We yeah. didn't ask for four. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it, luck. What what are you going to – Yeah. I you're think, not going to do better for $61,000 or whatever. I know. I think the base is. price 52. on the new Corvette is 50. Starting around 52. Yeah. By the time you get out the door. That's right. Uh, by the time, by time it comes to California, they charge all that extra right. money. But that is – you're just not going to do better. Yeah. I haven't that. driven one yet, and so that was a question. As a as a product specialist, do they just give you the, the the books to read, or do you get to go out and drive the cars? Do they send you specifically to it drive depends. them? So when somebody says, "Yeah, but how does it handle compared to the whatever?" Sure, and you say. According to the book, it handles better? Well, I mean, there, so for the different companies I've worked with, everybody handles it differently. Aston sends us, we went to NOLA Motorsports Park and whipped around in every single product nice. with trainers, and you really get to experience the entire brand. Um, and then some of the domestics, you'll do training with, when I was with Chrysler in the past, they used to take us to their eval road at their headquarters. And then I know GM in the past has taken people out to Milan. This year I did not get to, but I've always had the benefit, because I worked with one of the press fleet companies, of at least... Obviously, never beating up on them, but getting behind the wheel of a lot of the the products that we delivered on a regular basis. So some of some people don't have the luxury of getting to drive them. Yeah, but. we never beat up on press cars either. No, well, I was an employee, so I had to be. You guys kind of yeah. get away with them. So, <laughs> uh, what what are the major stops for you? Like, what is your calendar? Obviously, L.A., Detroit. Uh, we getting into Japan and th- Tokyo and places. I do not no, but I because we're independent contractors. Technically, I have a contract with. GM that I do auto shows exclusively with them. So I'll be at the majors. I'm here in LA and then I'll be in Detroit, Chicago, New York with a few smaller ones in between. And then I do events for Aston Martin that are more, they're private events um, that they kind of target potential clients and brands like Rolls as well. So those, those events I pepper in. I know my auto show schedule pretty much in advance and then I pepper in the other events. And then in the summer, I've done BMW dealer training in the past where we just go around and actually train the sales centers on the new products that are coming out. Yeah, nothing worse than when you're talking to the guy about the $63,000 car and you go, what's the difference between the V8 and the V6? And they yeah. go, well, the V8's uh, it's peppy. It's peppier. <laughs> and you go, I, I know, but there's yeah. a $13,000 difference in the price tag of the car. How much torque does the V8 put out versus the V6? Oh, it's uh, it's up there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's significantly know, more. I... I I, I would like, by the way, let me go check on that. It's insane. I've gone into BMW, BMW dealerships and just gone, what's that M3 putting out in the horsepower department? Uh, 
you know what? We have let an espresso machine manager. over there. <laughs> let me check let with me my just, manager. Let me check on that. It's like, listen, uh, my daughter's in American Girl Dolls. There's eight of them. I can memorize their names. And if you ask me which one has the Indian heritage, I'll yeah. toss it out. If you right. give me a couple days notice, well, what are you checking yeah. on? Go figure out the goddamn horsepower on the on the uh, 4.0 or 4.2 or whatever I, the hell it has. When I walk into me. the dealer and the guy says, I don't know the horsepower on the M3, then I start watering at the mouth. I'm like, this guy's mine. I'm going to go in there and like, you're charging me how much for a stupid six-cylinder? You're out of your mind. I, I know just, you think it's loaded, but I we just do step like, back. I just like when he has to go check or get these guys a quarterback yeah. wristband with some stats on it. <laughs> so, okay. So, Heather, you know. I'm sure that people kind of tease the the girls in the booth at the auto show, but it's got to be the other way around as well. When you're going to an event and you're trying to to present a $400,000 Rolls Royce, there's got to be some of these guys, potential owners or buyers or guys that already have them that are like, no, 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 honey, you're wrong. I know for a fact it has 629 horsepower, not 650. And you're not allowed to say you're an idiot because that guy's about to spend $400,000. But that's got to happen quite a bit as well, right? Oh, certainly. I mean, we get challenged on a regular basis. Initially, especially just because I'm a girl who likes makeup and fashion, you're automatically assumed to not know what you're talking about. There's certainly some tact in how you either deliver the message correctly. I was at the Detroit Auto Show for Press this past year, and there were four men staring under the hood of a Spark EV an electric spark discussing <laughs> oh, which spark. was yeah. the engine and which part was the electric motor. And I listened to them all bullshit each other. Right. <laughs> what was what? And I just stood by and listened. And then finally, you just kind of walk over, bat the eyelashes, play the, you know, smart fox and go, hi, guys, I see you're checking out our all electric spark EV. <laughs> and that's just, you know, that's it. That's all sure. you have to do. Uh, well, you know, it is. A, and it's an interesting thing, which is. For many years, it was like before electric cars and before the hybrids, you'd go, well, that thing's got a, a great motor on a hood. And you go, well, it's not a motor. It's an engine. Right. You know? And they go, well, Detroit's Motor City. So what are you going to call it? <laughs> engine and, City sounds And the British dumb. cars. Right, right. But yeah. now, so back then it was like, all right, you call it motor. I call it engine. You call it sneakers. I call it tennis shoes. Like, who cares? But now you do have to say motor and engine because half the cars on the road in the next five years will have a motor and an engine. And an engine. And I love that they call them range extender engines. Mm -hmm. Range extenders. Well, because the range extenders are the ones that don't power the forward motion of the vehicle. No, I got that. It's just – it's an interesting term because when you talk to any of the manufacturers, even when I interviewed BMW at the LA Auto Show, he was very, very specific. And he kept saying it again and again, this doesn't have a range extender in the i3, but the i8 has the motor and the engine, and the engine does power the wheel, so it's not a range extender. Right, but the <laughs> reason like, they, oh, okay, I they, gotcha. they call it a range extender because they want to say this is basically an electric vehicle. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but right. it's the guy thinking, I don't want you to think this is a conventionally powered Vehicle. I want you to think it's a electric vehicles, but it does have a engine. It's internal combustion with a fuel tank. So, but don't think right. that powers the car. That's just going to power the batteries. That's going to power the car. Right. It's a generator. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. but, it's just a generator. But either way, it's funny because either way, there's a motor that is taking gasoline that is turning a crank and throwing a spark. And now, whether it's turning a wheel or turning or or turning a generator yeah. that's turning a wheel or that's charging a battery that's turning a yeah. wheel it's still burning fossil fuels yeah and you know we um we spoke to Adam and I we we spoke to some of the guys at BMW a couple of years ago and they're like here's our concept car and it's going to be electric and it'll probably have a range extender and I'm like you know you guys have the advantage because you make awesome motorcycles that make tons of horsepower with tiny lightweight engines. And right. he's like, well, we're not going to really say what engine we're going to put in there. We walk up to him now, and he's like, well, of course we put the motorcycle engine there. Why not? We own motorcycles. They right. had a motorcycle there on display basically to say that's the engine that's in the car. Yeah, so, it's, it's, I don't know why it was such a secret Someone from then. marketing decided that year it was a good idea. Yeah. The motorcycles B- were good that year. The BMW guys were a little tight-lipped on their stuff. They were. And not only tight-lipped, uptight. I walked into the pavilion with like a cup of coffee and like, hey, you! 
<laughs> you with the coffee. Where are you going with that? Yeah. Like, I'm just looking at the car. Put it down. And he yelled at you for opening the door. I got yelled at for opening the door. It's BMW as well. Um, Same guy. Like the I-8, we're filming, and I'm like, let's take a look. Right. And I'm leaning in, and the guy's like, no, 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 sir, we'll do it for you. He, he, he didn't say it. It was like three other people that crawled out from underneath the car, and they're like, we will do it for you. But hold on. When we were at that, <laughs> I remember that auto show, and that BMW concept was as far away from a production-looking vehicle as I believe I've ever seen. Yeah. It looked like when they're storyboarding a movie from the future. Yeah, it was for a movie, I think. It was insane. Yeah. It was like Tom Cruise something. But the, po- the point is this. We said to him six times, six different ways, Are you going to make this car? And they're like, oh, we're making this yeah. car. And we're like, yeah, but not this car, this car, because you know how much they can change. you know. Right. And he said, oh, no, this car. And, and it was so – it looked great. It looked yeah. radical. It looked different. But now it's been – Three years. I, right. Well, we got the I-8. Are uh, they, Jeff will bring up the I-8. Are they making that car that we were looking at, though? Ba- basically. I mean, I don't know if it's the exact one from three years ago, but it it evolved into what is the I-8. And even no, when no, they but say— they said, like, we're making this car, and th- that the car we were looking at was incredibly— So this is the I-8 we're yeah, looking at yeah. now, and which e- looks amazing. And even then, when the guy's like, yeah, this is the car we're going to make, well, like— well. We know you're not going to make it with cameras instead of side mirrors, and we know you're not going to make it. It's a thing to deal yeah, with. Yeah, right? So, I mean, it's it's still taken with a grain of salt, I guess. But sure. that i8 is like 400 horsepower. What is It's a four-seater, four-door? It's a, it's a two-door, oh, it's a, uh, two plus two, I believe. Scissor door. Um, and uh, combined with the electric motor and the gas, it's about 400 horsepower, although Heather probably knows more than I do about I'm this I'm not well-versed because I train on the actual production cars, so... And it's going to be about 135 grand. And uh, range and zero to 60 I, I, and all that I don't that know. Stuff. We didn't get into that. Um, they have their small, that little orange one in the back of these photos. We'll put them up on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their all-electric car. That's like mm-hmm. their version of a Nissan, Nissan Leaf. Now, that can be an all-electric or electric with a range extender. You can buy it either way. Mm-hmm. But the i8 is meant to be kind of a performance car. I think he said zero to sixty in about four seconds. Quick, yeah. Uh, Heather, you have to deal with guys trying to pick you up all the time at those Certainly, events. But I as May was said, it's better to be looked over than overlooked, right? So yes, someday when gravity sets in, nobody's going to want to look anymore. So you might as well <laughs> rake it in while you still can. No, but, but certainly. I'm, I'm uh, the auto show is home of like the world class bullshit artist, dude. Oh, everybody's a photographer. Oh, yeah. Everyone. And I, again, I don't do any sort of professional photography, but I just yesterday a man came up to me with an envelope and he handed it to me and it just said Corvette on the front. And then I opened it and he goes, I took these pictures of you the other day at the show. Here they, here's a few of them. If you'd like them, here's my website. And then he like, wrote a very nice message on the back, but it's a little, <laughs> it's, I, he was like, if I want to buy like the full res copies. And honestly, the pictures are terrifying. Like I, I didn't know there was a photo being taken of me. So one of them, I'm like turning and swinging my hair. And then I think they were like airbrushed and my eyes were enhanced. So they look all alien and scary. And <laughs> yeah. And so I get he wasn't a good photographer either. <laughs> and I get invitations to shoot. Like if you ever want to shoot, but it's always just some like guy who bought a DSLR. Right. He's like, I'm a photographer now. <laughs> And this oh, is how she met Kelly. I think photographer. <laughs> I think that's secret, uh, quietly one of the creepiest jobs on the planet. The photographer dude. Yeah, I'm a photographer. All he needs a camera and a card and a placard or the the what do you call the? Oh, yeah. the press pass. The press or something. pass. But yeah. I mean, people fall for that all the time. Yeah, girls are like, sure, I'll yeah. take my top off and yeah, try to do some seductive pose <laughs> for you, and then meanwhile, you know, they end up. Where are these girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you do the circuit, and uh, you, now do you 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 home based in Detroit? Detroit, it's my home. Yes. How's Detroit doing? I, I've I've been through Detroit. Well, I always recently. say so. As somebody who travels for a living, I become like the ambassador, the unintentional Detroit ambassador because this happens. I'll go somewhere and they'll go, "Where are you from?" And I go, "Detroit." And this is like nine times out of ten, it goes, "Where are you from, Detroit?" <laughs> How is Detroit? <laughs> That's like the normal reaction. Well, I can tell you how the city is because I've been, <laughs> yeah. I've been to Coney Island, dog, I've, over there. I've never been to Detroit. It's, um, it, it's, it's weird seeing large buildings that are not inhabited because to me, it's very Omega Man kind yeah. of stuff. Like, why isn't that huge building inhabited? 
coming, you know, L.A. sucks. It's full of fucking graffiti and razor wire around the freeway signs and trash everywhere. But we don't have (laughs) high rises that are empty. Right. Detroit has the high rises that are empty. And that's what's a little bit freaky. That feels very like. Yeah. Like Night of the Comet kind of thing. I played a theater in a suburb of Detroit that was, you know, 18 miles out of Detroit. Big, beautiful theater. Everyone was doing well. House is nice. Sold a bunch of tickets. Like, no, a deer field or something. I can't think of where I played a theater. But big theater, nice theater, tons Mm -hmm. of people. Everyone's doing great. You go into Detroit. It's a little different, different story. And on the way in. You're passing some boarded up houses. On the way, yeah, for sure. Like the outskirts, there's so many abandoned homes and blight that, you know, is just a humongous issue. And certainly the city has a long way to go. I mean, they just declared bankruptcy. There's a lot going on. But, I mean, just as a a suburban Detroiter, which when I'm home, I say where I'm from. But here, obviously, it's just Detroit. I mean, we go downtown for ball games. There are great restaurants. And people think it's like martial law and that there are tanks rolling through and that you can't go downtown without your flak jacket on. But, I mean, it's not like that at all. There's But there – there's definitely a long way to go. You ever for go Detroit. to Coney Island, dog? All right, well, there's two downtown. Oh, there's Lafayette and American. So, do you have a preference? That's the question. Uh, yeah, me, Adam, me and Mike August. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our when we travel, we just go. Where's the food? Right. Like, where, where Where do you go? Well, Mike and, does, and, and, and they go. Yo, oh, when you're Kansas City, go to this place, get the Z-Man sandwich. You know, and we go. All right, we're yeah. there. And that's what we do. It's just fun. And you go, yeah, I've been there. I've had that. Yeah, I went to Permantis and had the thing in Pittsburgh and yeah. all that stuff. And you just travel around. You know, you travel, mm-hmm. you try, yeah. try the try sandwich. The oh, that, that makes the- sense. Like right. when I go to New York, I go to Little Italy and find the best cannoli I can find. And when yeah. I went to Philly, I made the, the car, the driver, like, it's like pick the best cheesesteak sandwich. Yeah, that's what it is. So someone it. said, go down to Coney Island and then uh, go down, get a Coney Island dog down in town, Detroit. Then you get there and there's two of them. So I think we poked our head in the one that was on, on the corner, and it was like a little bit – there's a little bit of a line or something. So we just went 20 feet to the left, and there's the other one. <laughs> With yeah. no line, by the way? It was no less of a line, but the it's, guy – It's strange. It's the, like, go ahead. The guys who work there, oh, my God. First off, like they don't write anything down, and they don't charge you anything until you're yeah. done. And you just sit there, and it is a scary, motley-looking crew that's in that place. <laughs> yeah. Man, some hardcore dudes. And, and – I, I don't know. It was like 1045 in the morning. Like, yeah, give me a beer. And we're just sitting there we putting chili on everything. <laughs> but Mike, they, were, they were selling beer at 1045 oh, yeah. in the morning. Mike, okay. Mike August was very distraught <laughs> over the whole thing. He didn't. He thought the dog was subpar. It was built up too big for him. Because that didn't have the line. You should have went to the one no, with I the line. No, I think they're both the same. I don't know. Heather knows. <laughs> There's a rivalry. They were like either brothers or cousins that ran one restaurant at one point in time, and then there was a fight, and then someone either built a wall or bought the building next door and opened a rival corner. Literally. That'd be awesome if they built a wall. I am dividing this place in half. You stay on your side. I'll stay on my side. It's like if you went, fuck you, I'm starting my own car cast, and you just... I said, from the studio, on this it, side of the room. built it yeah. in the next side of that wall. <laughs> That's right. And then started yelling at Heather, come to my side of the wall. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The so, line is shorter, but we're just as good. It's a, it's, <laughs> it was a weird, I mean, I like drinking it in. It's part of the yeah. you know local color, as they say. But boy, the dudes who work there and the guys that inhabit that place, woo-wee. <laughs> That was eye-opening. All right. Encore, baby. Encore Insurance Services, LLC, for free life insurance quote. You can call 866-347-5748, or you can visit their website at smartterm.com. Thinking about getting life insurance. Maybe you have coverage. Maybe you need a little bit more. Maybe you need a little talking to. Encore. We got one of our sales guys, uh, Kit Healthy, 37. Non-smoker. Got himself a 20-year Five hundred thousand dollar policy for less than thirty bucks a month. So you need Encore. Give them a call eight six six three four seven fifty seven forty eight. License and disclaimer information can be found on their website at smartterm.com. I should uh, tell people. By the way, I want to give uh, Grease Bunny. Uh, I want to give your uh, website out. Um, is it is it just one uh, long www? Yep. Heather Hewins. <laughs> HeatherHewins.com, and it's uh, Spell Hewins for us. Well, you can just go to TheGreaseBunny.com. We'll okay. reroute you there. And at TheGreaseBunny on Twitter. Better. And uh, my last eBay column, it's the uh, Coronado Speed Week uh, recap. I think I drove in there 10 in the morning, turn around and 
drove back. Oh, you had afternoon. the you had like a Mangria event. Yeah. Can I tell you? Last year was the Emmys. This year was a Mangria event and a live show. Yeah. Your schedule is kind of screwing up our Coronado event. It's screwing up my Coronado weekend. <laughs> can Can I tell you what what happened, though? I mean, if you just want to know. And as I've said, uh, Jeff and Chris Max Pata and everybody, don't ever be successful. You will be punished. <laughs> and I know, again, there's little to no chance of that. But you will be punished. Um we showed up uh, once again, no wristbands, no anything. Oh, yeah. Right. But and, it's not like they haven't done press with your name on it and we've done the thing five years in a row, but right. whatever. Uh, but it showed up uh, driving the dots in BRE 510, by the way, and showed up and did the thing where it's like, had Les got me the parking pass and did the thing where it's like you go around the back and you can go to the pit area and the, the practice is at 10 and the race is at 2 or whatever it is. Went around and had that guy with the crazy mustache yelling, no, 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 where's your wristband? Where's your wristband? Where's your wristband? Like, I'm one of the drivers. I don't have my wristband. You got to go around, go to the hospitality hut, get the wristband. Like, how do I get in without the wristband? Go to the front, get a temporary pass, go in, go find the HSMA guy or whatever, find the booth, check in. Get the wristband, get back in your car, come back around here, right. then I can let you through this cone, and, and, and you can go park at your trailer. And that's not even for the parking, actually. That's just, just to get in the door, first of all. Right. And so, then there's, like, the, right. the VIP area for food, and they're like, so, that's for somebody other than you. Right. <laughs> so I get in the car. I drive all the way back around the place. Yes, it's a big circle, half circle. Yeah. Drive through a bunch of Marine guys. Park the car. Walk to the front gate. Like, who are you at? Where's your ticket? I don't have a ticket. I'm here to get my wristband. Wristband, that's with the drivers, historics, whatever. Where are they? Oh, they're off of turn three. They're like in there. And I'm like, well, how do I get in there? Well, we'll give you a temporary pass. Then you can go in. Got in. Get in there. They've closed. Because it's it's Sunday. It's 1 o'clock. I'm just doing the race. Yeah. They, they packed it in. They were handing out wristbands on Thursday and Friday. They packed it in. They go, ah, the guy may be back in 10 minutes. Well, now the race is coming up. The guy comes back. Where were you? You know, okay, give me the wristband. Gives her the wristband. Back out. Go get the car. Drive it back around again. Trying to negotiate with the kids and Les and the wife and the thing. Drive it back out around again. Show the wristband to the same asshole just 45 minutes yeah. later. All right, come on in. Park the car. Later that week, after I got home, Coronado race and everything, eh, Friday. The following Friday, my wife just shows up. It's a piece of paper that's folded up just like this. It's white. It's like white on both sides. Hands it to me. Opens it up. Green wristband falls out of the center of it. <laughs> says HMSA, whatever, vintage race, acceptance corner. I said, well, where was this? I was downstairs. I said, where downstairs? Well, uh, the, the maid, I guess, had tucked it in, you know, behind the, the potted. What, what I do is when I get shit that I'm going to use, I just put it on my entrance table because it's like, oh, I'm going to need this when I'm leaving on for the race. Yeah. She comes in on a Friday. She's going, I'm going to tidy things up, puts it, opens the drawer, slides it in. To me, I'm so fucking busy. I don't know if it's if it ain't there. It you, doesn't exist. Right, you I'm walking out the door. I just want to fucking strangle some so the red. So then I get this one with the wife. It's kind of a kind of spinal tap esque, where at the end of the big argument over Stonehenge, when the eighteen inch Stonehenge monolith came out or the thing came out, it was being in danger, being crushed by a dwarf. And then at the end, when they're arguing about it, like somebody raises their hand and goes. Um, are we going to do Stonehenge tonight again? And they all start yelling at him, no! So at a certain point, my wife goes, do you still want to keep the wristband? I'm like, no! I don't want the crazy woman coming in my house and fucking with my That's life. Right. You could dust under the paper. Don't Put the paper back. That move where you slide the drawer open and you slide the fuck. First off, the piece of paper had all the, you know, rule. The entry stuff was all on this side. But when you fold it over, it's just white right. with a wristband tucked in. So it just looks like nothing. And you slide it to the back of the drawer with the old sunglasses and the chapstick. It's gone. And I say all the time, like, the TV remote. 
It's sitting on the table next to the sofa. Don't slide it into the drawer because all I'm going to be doing is looking through the sofa pillows for it that night right. when I know what the fucking kids did with it. Like, right. Here I was. I was about to blame the Coronado Festival no. speed guys. But, uh, you know, you mentioned you were racing the 510, of course. You saw the Tokyo Motor Show that's going on. Mm-hmm. The 510 concept car deal. Yeah, Pete Brock. I think it's called the IDX. Pete Brock wrote me a whole long email about, hey, man. I don't know how much it looks like a 510. They said the color scheme was a lot Basically like the it. side stripe and yes. a little bit of the... E- anyway, uh, Coronado Speed Week recap over on uh, eBay Motors. And get the app, man. They're uh, good people over there. And uh, what else? Yeah. Uh, you can support the show. You can click through the Amazon, PayPal, over at CarCast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, CarCast Show, and uh, all that good stuff. All right. Um, Heather, I think we worked that out with you. Uh, the Grease Bunny is where you go. Twitter her at The Grease Bunny. You Sorry. got it. Uh, you got a car out there. Yeah. I know you're excited. <laughs> I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> I am pumped because, uh, they said it's not often you get to see a $6,300 car. I mean. Oh know, my God. It's person. seven grand before seven grand. shipping. Right. I might have to walk for several minutes before I see another one of these cars. <laughs> you might get several, tetanus just by looking at it. <laughs> several minutes. All right. So Matt has got himself a new car. I wouldn't say Matt's new. Gonna be <laughs> new for you. <laughs> yeah. Matt's going to be working on this, baby. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be trading on my name. Oh, he's going to try to get some uh, some headers. Oh, yeah, Adam says he'll come by. And, uh, <laughs> I know Adam's not going to go by anywhere. <laughs> Hooker, he loves Hooker. He loves the Blackjack. Wait, wait, what is it, Blackjack? Who used to do the headers? Hooker? Hi. Hooker? Hooker does headers? What did Black... Blackjack? Blackjack? What the hell did Blackman? Black <laughs> Black man headers? There was something in there. Yeah, I'm telling you, Jeff will figure it out. All right, we're going to go out. We're going to take a look at the car. Well, now we're talking. This is the car you've been waiting for. Yeah. This is, uh, this is it. This is our 93 Cobra. I got to say... It is a good, clean, jumping-off point for an automobile. And that's about what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's just a jumping-off point. And I must say, being on the track with some of these things in full race trim, they look good. Well, when you get anything in full race trim, pretty right. much, it looks good. But I'm sort of looking at this, and I'm going, all right, I can, I can see the potential here. Yeah. You know, got the gray leather interior looks like new. <laughs> well, from 40, 50 feet away. So how many of these did they make? So, you know, the Cobra was, the 93 Cobra was the first car from SVT, which is a special vehicle team from Ford. Uh-huh. They made 4,993 Cobras and 107 R models, mm-hmm. which was a, meant to be more of a track version. They sold it to race guys with a license, actually, and then they can put in their seats and stuff and make it more of a track so, version. So right now... What could you get one of those R models for? You know, I've seen, you don't, obviously you don't see many of them come up, but I see them around and they're like 50 grand. You know, some of them more. Like if guy, I've seen, the guy's never going to get this money, but I saw a guy asking almost $100,000, but he had plastic on the seats and the window sticker in there and he didn't touch it. I still think that's way too high for that car. Right. But I think 50 grand is, is not a bad number for that car. And I've seen like these cars with, you know, 500 miles on them, and they've been saved for almost 30,000 bucks. So this car, which you spent $7,000 on, could be a a decent value, you know, mid-level collector's item. Probably buy one in a little better shape than this. Not everyone can wrench like you. But maybe you could get a, a nice, clean version of this for, for 12 grand 12 to 15,000 12 to 15 you probably pick one up with 15 or 20,000 miles on it and to be the kind of thing that might be worth something yeah in it, the future. I think it, it it would be worth it now moonroof that is from the factory really it was optional on the cars this one happened to have it you know the one that I had 20 years ago had it as well um, you know I, I, I don't care either way I mean I, do. I, don't, I don't need I don't the extra. Like I don't need the extra twenty pounds or ten pounds on the roof. I'd rather just have it. Yeah. You know. Now, now filled, but it is what it is. This, this thing 
came with, uh, now, now, I'm sorry, the, the color combinations that this car had. It only came in black, red, and teal. Oh, <laughs> that Ford teal. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you something. <laughs> On this the car, F-150, it looks horrible. Uh, On this car, it's not as bad. Not as bad, but the guys are driving the F-150s in teal. What yeah. the fuck? God, it bothers me. I hate that color. You know, so this car, so I bought, I basically bought the cheapest one on eBay because I knew I was gonna go through and overhaul the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I also bought it because it's matching numbers. It's completely stock. The original wheels, the original engine, and for the Fox Body Mustang guys, it has the silencer baffle in the airbox, which is always gone. It has that rubber boot on the distributor, which is always gone. Uh -oh. Is there anything under here? It's right in the middle. Underneath that, right, you find it. Let's, let's check out the engine. So this <clears throat> thing came with a what? So this is a. It's the five-liter engine, but it's it's upgraded with GT40 heads, Cobra intake, 65 millimeter throttle body. Um, the cam is unique. You say believe GT40 it or not, GT40 heads. Yeah, that was the the style, the name of the head. It's an iron head, iron block. Um, they still make an aluminum GT40 head. That was just what they called it. Mm -hmm. So this is the boot you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like here. this kind of stuff is always gone, right? Uh -huh. And what's the displacement, sir? It's 302. Uh-huh. So that's um, traditional enough. And with the upgrades, it's 235 horsepower is what it was rated at. Uh, who knows if it was underrated or not. I'm going to throw this on the dyno before I pull the engine out just to see what it is. Now, people know that there's um, a Cobra cam in there, which is similar to some aftermarket cams, but it's not exactly the same. And the pulleys are actually a little bit different on this car, which most people think are the same as the 5 liter. So I'm going to take the whole engine out. I'm going to mm -hmm. clean it, maybe rebuild it, paint the intake, and save it, display it. Just have, you know, just keep it. <laughs> display it where? At the Holocaust Museum? No, I'm going to... Where are you going to display it? I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna, wow, is that a smog pump from the mid-90s? <laughs> Woo! I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it in the lobby I right was going to go to the Guggenheim, <laughs> but uh, I just saved myself a trip. Uh, all right. Um, Display it in your living room. Yeah. I'm uh -huh. going to use it as a coffee table. Um, is this a, like a freeze plug in the plenum, or yeah. is this an access something, or like what? What is that? I mean, it looks like a freeze plug, like we'd see inside of a block. But it's weird that it's kind of in the plenum. I guess for a, a, a big backfire. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah. It's weird, right? Or right. Is that in case there's like too much pressure built up in there? Or? I didn't really know what it was for. I'm gonna assume it's for for Look almost like uh, like a backfire. I'm gonna I'm gonna start googling that right now. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, it's 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 a fun car. This one is a little rough. I've been when I got it, all the emission stuff was taken off, so I've been putting more emission stuff on so it. So what what is the what's the uh, upshot here? You're gonna so, get as many guys to give you as much free shit as possible. Yes. Oh, it's a heavy hood. Yes. And um, you get it like it's a, a little dirt. Would you do like a crate motor in here? Yeah, we're going to do, um, uh, Roush is going to do a motor, mm. which is going to be kind of cool. Um, a group called Maximum Motorsports can do the whole suspension on it. And uh, we're going to do something a little different with the interior. I spoke with Recaro, but instead of just doing Recaro seats, mm -hmm. we're going to do the whole interior by Recaro. We're going to use different materials all over it to cover up a lot of this plastic. It'll be now, cool. When you go to the car wash, you have to unscrew. Yeah, this is probably gonna get shaved off. <laughs> <laughs> the year's 1993, everybody. <laughs> the, the collapsible, this thing. And that, it's in the front, it's the worst place for it. I, what, is there, look. <laughs> I swear I can hear it. If you one of my twins on the engineering crew, they'd go, what the fuck is this doing here? It's 19, 93. Don't, Every other car has a retractable it. one. Or don't break it now. <laughs> you literally have to unscrew it. I guess it's good for beating your kids. Like, oh, you know, they, and when they get rowdy in the parking yeah. lot of the Costco, like, get the hell, I'll get, you know, eh. you know, it's sort of like that version of dad reaching for his belt. Like, don't, where, don't get <laughs> Don't make you. me go to the garage and grab the antenna. <laughs> you mind me, you get over here. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we'll do, you know, we'll put a six-speed in it from Hearst. I like Master the Recaro. And, I like, uh, the Recaros are going to be awesome. I do, and like I said, I like I like the jumping-off point of this car. It's a good so now that it's 20 years old, there are companies like, uh, there's a company called Late Model Restoration. I could buy the whole 
everything. I can buy the sheet metal. I can buy all the black trim. I can. I don't have to go to the dealer for it. Everything's. Everything's. How hard now. would it be to get rid of that moonroof? I'm gonna know. I'm gonna drive it over to Bodie's shop right now and tell him welded a piece of metal. See what he says. It'd be nice. All right. Now normally, is it this stage of show we fire up the vehicle? Yeah. You want to fire it up? Yeah. I like to. I like to turn the key myself. Power seat and power works. seats. Yeah, it works. It didn't work when I got it, but it works now. Oh, the smells so right. That clutch might be a little tough. Wow. And it might be in gear. There you go. Uh oh. Does the clutch need to be in? Yeah. That's the sweet sound of Flowmaster. I don't know how to get the key. Oh, the key's got that stupid. It's got that button underneath. What the? I don't know why? what that's for. Why? I, I want to find a way to Why does to only Ford and or GM have that stupid, I mean, they've, they've gotten rid of it, but like, here's the thing. Give up the ghost. It was a bad idea in 1961. It was a bad idea in yeah. 1991, you know? You do you know, know why the, they have it? I don't know why they have it. That well, here's, here's what I do know. When no other vehicle has it, you can't tell me that you need it. Right. I, I imagine it's a safety-related whatever. The, I'll tell you the one thing they, they got away with, which I miss, which is the foot-powered high beam yeah. button. Remember that old? Yeah, my 65 Mustang has the button down there. Yeah, that was a good... That they should have never yeah. done away with. The antenna... And the thing with the, that, they could do away with. We would with. rewire that and make that the nitrous switch. Really? Yeah, hit that, click, the nitrous is on, hold on. Wow. Let up. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so Matt, we'll, uh, we'll keep people posted on the progress yeah. of the Cobra. It's, it looks really straight. It's, it looks it's really not, clean. It's really not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And, and it looks pretty, pretty rust-free and, and uh, like I said, a, a great jumping-off point for a guy with your connections cash in on. So, until next time, Sam Kroll for Matt the Motorator DeAndrea saying, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel.